We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The baseball season is go, go, go. It's nonstop, relentless for every night, six straight months, and then hopefully another month in October. You also have work, friends, family, and a million other things going on. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. I mean, the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Is there anything better than opening up your refrigerator after a long day, seeing that icy cold Coors Light can or bottle in your fridge? The answer is no, there's nothing better. That's why when it's time to chill, you choose Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So that's why when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your host, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show, episode 454, brought to you by betonline.ag. Go check them out. Sports are coming back. Use promo code BLUEWIRE and you get a free welcome bonus. Scott, those those exhibition games felt a hell of a lot more real to me than those bogus inter-squad games where everyone's just out there with the main goal not to get injured. At least the main goal in these exhibition games seemed to me to play baseball. Oh, so it that's was, a good step step in the right direction. It was clearly to beat the Mets. Yeah, you, you're out there and those games actually felt more than a spring training game and very close to a regular season game, I'd say. because you got. Why do you think they felt more than spring training? Because I have my theory. Because there were no substitute players. All the guys are there. Like it's just, they're ready to go at this point. They want to play and they want to get real action. I think these guys are are just like dying for action like we are. So they're like, I just want to play. I don't want to come out. You know, most of them, uh, you see the the pitchers going 
you know, throwing a hundred pitches or, or getting close to it. So you have everybody who's a little bit more extended and they're just trying to get ready for the season as if it were the season. And, and it did. It felt like, felt like everybody was trying hard, even the opponents, even though they're the Mets and, and it felt like a real game. So it was fun. I'm got my juices going is what it did. I think the stadiums helped too, like City Field and Yankee Stadium, that being the venue versus Steinbrenner Field and whatever the hell the Mets spring training facility is called. Like that, that's a difference too. And even though there's nobody there, it's just having the regular stadium, I think to me felt, felt real too. Yeah, I guess so. There's it's a vacant stadium is what makes it so crazy, but yeah, it does. It felt real. But that's going to, that's just a new reality. And it's like, I'm curious because the Blue Jays are not allowed to play in Canada. Right. So they're going to have to play in either their spring training in Florida or another facility. Like I think I saw Buffalo. Yeah, the Buffalo as Blue possible. Jays. Yeah. I wonder if that how that's going to feel. Like when the Yankees go play the, the Blue Jays. Well, it depends where it is, I guess. If it's in if it's I mean, Buffalo doesn't have a major league team, so it's going to no, it's going to be some kind of a, a minor league facility. I what would do they assume. what do they have a was a double A or something like that? I'm not even sure what's up there, but they have a bunch of um options i i think that that can work it's just a matter of actually finding it we're going to be talking to uh arden's Welling, who is the blue jays beat guy for sportsnet canada he comes on the show you know a couple times during the year talking to him tomorrow actually so we will uh get some some nice updates from him as well hopefully they can have some figured out because they're gonna i mean the season's starting on thursday they got to figure it mm-hmm. out really soon you know where they're actually are they opening play. at home are they opening at home do you know i have not seen the blue jays schedule I, I mean, there is no home, so no. <laughs> well, no, well, no. I mean, <laughs> are they are they the the home team um, in their first game? So, I did briefly for a minute. There was news last week where the Nationals weren't sure if they were going to get approval to play right. at at their home park in DC, and they they're the first game hosting the first game of the season. Yeah. So it's like for for a twenty four hour period, it was like a mad scramble to figure out where the hell that Yankees. Nationals game was going to be on Thursday night. Yeah, that's uh, the Blue Jays. Blue Jays are at Fenway. Oh, excuse me. Um, they're at Tampa to open the season. All right. So down in Florida, maybe Dunedin. Dunedin is actually just down the road. It's not very far. I drove it from Tampa to uh, to the. Dunedin. And that makes sense to do it there, right? Yeah, it's just going to be hot. Just got to figure that out. That whole thing yeah. is because it's outdoors in in uh, in Florida. In the middle of the freaking summer, like that's 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 not cold. That's not a great playing condition. But we've learned that COVID spreads less when you're out in the hot sunshine. I guess. I mean, I don't. Even, so maybe they'll be the healthiest. They're team. not worried about that right now. They're just worried about playing baseball. Doesn't yeah. seem like anybody is. So it's uh, it's fine. Out of sight, out of mind. Let's just play baseball. And it's going to be hot in, in a place like that. Maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll rent the trap. Maybe they can get the DJ on for a couple more days and, and get the trap going with uh, some blue up in the in the ceiling instead of like the purple, the purplish blue that they put up there now. The trap has to be, I, I mean, both. The trap being an empty stadium like that. I mean, it's I guess it's empty anyway, right? Like that's the whole unless joke. The, like the Marlins, unless the uh, the Yankees are in town. Yeah, the Marlins are. They're like they're used to playing in front of a thousand people, so it's not really going to be much of a difference. Right. But there's. Yeah, it's like the trop empty, just like those echoes in that dump. Shit I mean, it's, I mean, it's you've the, been there. It's literally so you know the same better. thing. Yeah, it's again the the closest thing I can get to a comparison for the trap is a, a minor league hockey arena. That's exactly what it felt <laughs> like to me. It felt like when I was in college, I used to go to the scope to watch the Norfolk Admirals play all the time. It felt like I was at the scope watching a baseball game. It was weird. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I, the, I know the crowd noise is something we have a couple mailbag questions about. There was no crowd noise in the exhibition games and I didn't mind it. I mean, cause it, when you're on the TV, there was, there was no crowd noise. Was yeah, there? there was, there was certainly crowd it's, noise. At City, so I watched the City Field game. at City Field and at Yankee Stadium. They had the hum, the so they weren't they weren't doing it as much in City Field. They were doing the the there was literally someone DJing it. They were putting the the you could hear the the uh, the roar if it was like a a foul ball even that hit the that was like uh, close to being within territory. Okay. There you could hear the different things. Yeah, so they were definitely. So there. I was, I mean, I was admittedly watching from afar. It was like on. The TV, but across the yeah, room. So it wasn't like Chloe paying paying close attention to the sound. They are they are doing it and they're experimenting with it. And I think that the guys from what they're talking about are they're fine with it, and they almost don't hear it after something. I mean, they were talking to um, this was this was uh, during the inner squad, but they were talking to Garrett Cole about it too, and he was just like, you know, it's it's there, you hear it, but then you kind of tune it out as well, and it's not bad. He, I think he likes it because it's more of like a white noise. So it's almost like a stabilizer. I'm a guy who mm-hmm. sleeps with a fan on because of the I noise. Was ask yeah. That. yeah. So I would I would probably appreciate it at some point. Like you hear it in the beginning, you're like, okay, that sounds like a, you know, a, a gaggle of bees, a flock of bees, an army of bees, whatever they are, a group of bees. That's that's what I said. I said it sounded like the murder hornets. Yeah, so if you, you remember those for a brief period in April. You have a you have a you have a bunch of them coming in, and it sounds like that kind of, but it's got that static white noise feeling so that it's not just dead silence and but that's, that's not what a, but that's not what a baseball game sounds like but when honestly you're when you're watching game, it on television it doesn't sound that different truth be told i i'd have to hear like a i'd have to hear like an a and a b see if i could identify the one that that's the fake and the real well, well i mean you could you could clearly do that almost lost my macbook right there got the charger on we're good the um you can definitely tell the difference if you hear one or the other. If you A B tested that, I would yeah. clearly be able to tell the difference. But so then, why don't they get it more realistic? They have thousands and thousands of hours of footage of real baseball games with real fans in there. Just take some of that audio. I mean, give them some time. I mean, this guy is spinning the the crowd noise for the first time ever, probably besides t- Tampa, and he's he just got to get his cadence down, man. He's got to like feel it. You get, he started. To get, he's got to get into the beat and and feel the uh feel the game because think about that he's he's whoever's running this has to be the emotion of an entire crowd that's a big task so we have a couple mailbags from this i I guess we'll just read them now and uh first one's lee jones um our our guy from england so he says i know mlb is great when it comes to drawing inspiration from what other sports are doing but they should definitely Uh, take note of how English soccer has tackled the crowd noise issue. Rather than piping it into the stadiums, it's simply been a television option. You can choose to either listen to the actual natural sounds from the grounds or you can have the crowd noise instead. I tried the natural sound on the first game back for about 10 minutes before the novelty of hearing the players' individual shouts wore off and the lack of atmosphere was an issue. Then I switched to the crowd noise option, which, like Scott said, is sort of like having a DJ in control. Some have been better than others, um, for the appropriate reaction. And then he goes on from there. But so what do you think? Cause it, this is an in stadium thing. So it's almost like for the benefit of the players to have like a comfort cause they're used to having just a slow hum. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's part of it. I think it's trying to get the atmosphere for the players as well into a place that's a little bit more, more normal and not, and not, I mean, it's, it's impossible to be normal when you have cardboard cutouts staring at you in the face and they don't blink, you know, like let's, <laughs> they have, 
it's just, it's odd. But I think a lot of these guys are so used to tuning stuff out as well. They, they go on the field. Like if they, if they were to tune in the crowd noise and everything that's happening in the crowd, it would be a problem. It would be, you know, it's like having Sonny Gray pitch in the Bronx. Like that's a problem. If you're tuning it out, then you can do things. You could do things a little bit uh, more normal. And I think having that, that constant hum, that, that white noise, that baseline just helps out a little bit. So you're saying that if the Yankees had acquired Sonny Gray this year, perhaps he would have been a success because there's no fans in the stands for him to poop his pants. Larry Rothschild is not here. He is not able, he does not have to deal with the crowd. Um, Yeah. So I feel like he would have a fighting chance in the Bronx this year. I wonder if that will be in consideration for the trade deadline. Honestly, when we're talking about people who (laughs) don't have the track record of playing well in front of tough crowds or in a tough market, I wonder if that will be a consideration because it, I actually think it should at this point. You don't even have to. I mean, you don't have to answer like tough questions from the media. It's all it's Zoom. All Zoom. It's like, all Zoom. Oh, sorry, that cut out. Yeah. That cut out, Brian Hoke. I can't hear you. Right. So it's not like it's not. Well, Brian Hoke probably isn't giving like hardest hitting questions in the world, but <laughs> he's the first guy I thought of. <laughs> the um, it's it's just it's just uh you know it's the common denominator. Like we're all good now. It's the common equalizer. Like he's there's there's no there's no pressure. Pressure is a privilege. Maybe. So maybe this is the season that Brian Cashman successfully acquires Javier Vasquez. Uh, maybe. Maybe third time's a charm. Is he still around? Is he still kicking I mean, around? That, that might as well be Sonny Gray, you know, at this point. So because Sonny Gray is that opening day starter at Cincinnati. I mean, he had a really good I, second half last year. I know. I and I, wanna, I guess Trevor Bauer would have been another option for them, but... Sonny Gray's been there longer, so he gets the nod. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't talk to the media as much. So uh, they're, they're rewarding him. So Charlie also asked about um, the crowd noise. If it and and so did Steph. Actually, we got three questions about it. If it was a TV option, what would you choose? I don't know. I'd have to look at both of them, but um, probably. I don't. I have no idea. I don't think it would matter to me as much to tell you the truth on the for the television. I think when you're on TV, it's it's it is really less because the announcers are kind of always talking. Um, in soccer, maybe there's like a little bit more of the action. The announcers let the action speak for itself a little bit more. There's action in soccer. Oh my bad. I I thought soccer was boring. You can't you can't. Comp- <laughs> I mean, ba- you, you as a baseball podcast host, you cannot like shit on soccer. I guess for not so. having too much, not having action. If this was like a basketball or a hockey podcast, maybe. Yeah. It was just constant movement and constant passing and action, but no, come on. That's fine. <laughs> it's fair. The uh, I, I think that I would probably go without the crowd noise because now I know it's fake and I can't get past that, that I know it's fake. Mm. Uh, yeah. My brain doesn't get past things like that. So I, I would it's probably like, have to make sure that it's off if I had the option. It's like, it's like Jerry with the fake breasts. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Charlie also asked until do you, you think don't know cl- until you think you know and then you don't know. <laughs> fool, fool me <laughs> once. Charlie also says, "Do you think the clear plastic shields inside the umpire's mask could hinder the ability to make calls?" Just watching the first three innings of the game against the Mets, this ump is fogging up his mask a lot. Just imagine Angel Hernandez getting worked up and having it permanently fogged up. <laughs> this is a problem. Look, <laughs> calling a foot off the plate to strike. I I wear. Uh, I, I wear Expects. protective glasses when I play softball. I have to wear them. I had I had an eye injury as a kid. I got to protect one of my eyes because if one of them goes down now, I'm in big trouble. So I got to protect it. So I wear these specs. Uh, 
And then, yeah, it's a problem. Finding the right ones that don't fog up all the time, not, not an easy thing to do. Even the ones that say that they do, not an easy thing. You wear glasses. You understand this. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a real struggle. When you're, when you're sweating and you're doing these things and you're, you're out there, uh, you know, working hard. Yeah, it's a problem. And when you have to see for your job, like you have to identify what is a strike and what is a ball with a little white pill coming at you 100 miles an hour and you're fogging up. It's gonna be a lot of calls off the plate that are not that are that are called strikes and a lot of a lot of a uh, lot of a lot of pitches right over the plate that are not called because they didn't see it at all. Maybe this is really the year to start these robo umps and just have t- have it implemented, but don't tell the actual umpires and just hope that their shields fog up so much that they can't they don't know what's happening anyway. They think they're calling a strike, but it's really a ball, and then just the action goes on with the robo umps behind their backs, right in front of their face, right in front of their face. The I, it'll be. First of all, you go to Dunedin in the middle of the summer, and you're trying to be a uh, an umpire down there with a with a ma- with a mask on with a with a shield. That's going to be tough, man. Yeah, it's going to fog up. There's no doubt. It's impossible not to. As soon as you start sweating, it starts going. Yeah, and a lot of these umps are just horrifically out of shape. Yeah, and then you and know what? The wor- standing there is enough to make them want to pass. The out. other thing is, is the worst thing about the the um the the shield the 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 clear plastic between you and whatever you're doing, whether it's a shield or it's a pair of glasses, as soon as there's one little scratch in that thing, you start getting light prisms. Then, I mean, some of these guys are going to just like keel over because they're going to freak out because of all the light prisms, especially if you're on the trap and they got a DJ going and they got a light show going and you got scratches on your mask. No, they're not going to do the light show with no one there. That's for the, that's for the benefit of the fans, isn't it? No, there's no fans in that place. It's for the television. The light show at 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 the trop is for the TV it's not audience. For the fans that aren't it there, sure as shit is. Maybe it's for the for players. like Blake Snell on the it could field. Be. Blake Snell's a big gamer. I don't know. He could be in. They haven't you seen people who game like they got the lights behind them. They got the lights on the. That's that's a thing. Yeah, the purple lighting is something I just can't get down with. Well, you don't have. It to. reminds me of like a like a shady like strip club or something. Yeah, I mean, that's Tampa for you yeah, though. I mean, it's pretty pretty spot on. <laughs> The uh, so the two games they just stomped the Mets in both games. the The Saturday game, Michael King started looked pretty good. Clint Frazier hit a bomb. Power of the mask. I feel like this is going to be it's going to be his mo this year. It's going to be his branding, as we as we mentioned last week. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely got people already thinking about it, so that he can set his own nickname at this point because he yeah. he he identifies an opportunity here where he can get something that says masked, and I feel like he likes that a lot. And yeah. he's he's definitely going to put something out there for his own, or he's going to leak it in some capacity. Does it bother you? No, not at all. I don't give. I, I, I could care less what he does if he's if he's playing well. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. So if he's if he's hitting bombs and catching the ball in the outfield, that's one thing. But if he's shanking shanking uh, or just like can't catch a ball in right field, letting the ball roll past him and causing runs to score, then it's another issue. I mean, we'll find issues with it because of that. You know, him yeah. wearing a mask, there's no problem. Like it is what. He, he he's doing uh, what he thinks is the right thing to do. Good. Good for him. He's, you know, he's become a, a little bit more of a mature kid. And I like that he's growing up. You know, he, this is what we said last year. Like the guys just got to have a, just, just a maturation process with him, I think. And I think that's what we're slowly starting to witness. And hopefully he can stay out of the limelight. Looks like he's got a new girl. Saw saw some, uh, saw some pictures of that. That's good. Um, so, you know, all is right in, in the world of Clint Frazier. And I'm, I'm happy for him. That's kind of where things started to spiral out of control for him is when his other girlfriend and he split. 
That's when the Instagram deletions happened and then the the struggles out. A lot of out, emotions. Out right a lot field. of emotions, especially at that age, yeah. you know, a lot of emotions. I get it. That's a, you got to keep remembering that, especially at that age. Like, yeah. We think of them as like grown up, mature people making millions of dollars a year, but no, they're just emotional kids. They're just out there having fun, man, doing the same things we all did uh, and or are doing currently. So yes, like the, there's there are life things that affect the way you do uh, your your job or or whatever it is. So he is. Uh, it's part of the process, part of him growing up, part of him just maturing into a professional baseball <laughs> player and not letting other things bother him. It's just a process. That's all it is. Some people take a little bit longer than others. And then the Sunday game at home against the Mets, Montgomery looked filthy. Five scoreless innings. That was awesome to see. LeMahieu was in the lineup, so he bar- he barely had any practice. Just boom, right back in there. Yeah. He should be good to go for opening day. Maybe. Um, he said that's still a, a, a reach, but it would not surprise me one bit. Is it a reach? Is it? I mean, he's saying it's a reach. That's all. He's just. They've got another game tonight, Monday, against the Phillies. Yep. And then they'll probably play two more inter squad games on Tuesday, Wednesday before the Thursday game. He can get, he can get, you know, they could do some sim games. He can get 20 at bats between now and opening day. Yeah, as long as he doesn't ramp up too much and then get a little bit sore or you got to let that fatigue set in. Get let, I think let the natural things happen and, and just see how he rebounds from the day after and the two days consecutively. You know how Boone does that. He's going to like. Well, we'll see how he does on one day. Load then, management. Then we'll, then we'll go and we'll get a couple consecutive days in and see how he goes. But it's LeMahieu, so he's probably going to be just fine. He also was feeling asymptomatic from COVID, um, which is a great How do you thing feel asymptomatic? <laughs> Can you explain that? How do you, how do you feel a negative? Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. He was asymptomatic, yeah. so he didn't feel anything. Right. He felt normal. Yep. He felt... Which is... <laughs> On a lot of on a lot of days, do you feel that? Just do you feel nothing? <laughs> no, I constantly feel asymptomatic. Just, yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> Feeling asymptomatic is like I, I something's wrong, but I can't put my finger on it. I know something's wrong. It, that's even yeah. worse. That's like a mind fuck. Just like I know something's wrong. There's there, it's there, but I can't identify it. Mm-hmm. Why am I so angry? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a question I ask myself very routinely. <laughs> And uh, pretty much everyone hit a bomb. Judge hit two, Sanchez, Voight, and Stanton all went deep. So the Judge, Stanton, Sanchez trio yeah. all went deep. Yeah. that. Do you remember that happened one time yep. early in the season in 2018? And we, I remember like the we recorded that night because it, it must have been like a getaway day. And we're like, oh, man, how many times is this going to happen? Over, under, how many times is this going to happen this year? And I don't think it ever happened again. I mean, they were barely in the lineup together. That, that was... I know. That's part of it, but still. Yeah, it's... Look, it's if these guys are healthy, Stanton looks like just a shipwreck house, man. He looks, he, I mean, but he's always looked no, like he a shipwreck house. Though. He looks like he's, uh, he looks even more in shape. It's crazy. The guy looks, <laughs> there's hand, hands down, best shape of his life. Hands down, oh, best okay. shape of his life. Great. He looks, he could join that club. He just looks, uh, he just looks like he's in tip top, man. So I hope that there's nothing like a calf or something dumb that, that, that pops up because. He, well, it's always something dumb like that pops up with him. He, I don't know. I'm getting a vibe from him that he's like on a on a on a mission at this point. There were a lot of a lot of the uh, the broadcast was talking about. Well, is Stanton going to have like a great year this year? Because nobody's going to hear. He's not going to hear the boos. All this nonsense. C- come on, he that does not affect him. He just goes out there, and if he's healthy, he's probably going to mash. And to me, he looks right. How do you know the boos don't affect him? I just. I have to assume that in some cases for him, I definitely just, it, it feels like they don't affect him. 
I just don't think he's when he's when he is off a little bit health wise. I think that really affects him because he's got such a crazy, uh, you know, non normal swing that I think any little thing for him really will affect the way that he uh, he can swing the bat. And if he can't swing the bat. In like if he can't re- if he can't repeat that swing to to a point where he's feeling good with his mechanics, he's a train wreck. I agree with that. That the reasons that Stanton has not performed injuries well. have been yeah. yeah I don't even want to say not perform well because you can't say he didn't perform well last year. He literally just didn't get on the field. Right. So that's been the problem with with Stanton is not getting on the field. It's not getting on the field and then sucking. Also, expectations have been through the roof. And when we first saw him come over, I think a lot of people were shocked at the bad at bats because we never saw. You those. come up with it. You come off an MVP season. Yeah, of course, you hit 50, the roof. 59 bombs and and. All fans saw of Stanton is 500 foot highlights, right? right? Yeah, yeah, no, no, we didn't see the highlights. And then you see, and then you see the strikeouts when he's swinging a slider in the other batter's box, and you're like, "Ooh, that doesn't look." Or the fastball up in the zone that he just can't touch for some reason. Yeah, it's and him chopping at wood because the swing is like, whoa, when when it gets off mechanically, when he gets off a little bit, like I feel like he gets very weird in his own head, and then all of a sudden he's like facing the dugout. Trying to trying to throw the bat handle at, at the uh, at the ball, but he's not even looking at the pitcher. It's just strange sometimes when he gets into his like little his little uh, his, like the closed stance just gets absolutely like completely closed off. It's weird. Yeah, we we have uh, said this in the past, but like the judge bat at bat and the Stanton bat at bat look so different. Yes, yeah. Where judge will will. We'll take pitches. He'll work the count to three to two, and then he'll just swing at a curveball in the dirt. But it's not like Stanton where you're like, he's just like, well, has this guy ever played baseball before? Right. Gary Sanchez does the same thing, or he has in the past where he's just like, just just the ball, the bat just swings, just goes before the, <laughs> yeah. it's like, I already know I'm going to swing at this. And then it goes. Yeah. That being it said. It could go 10 feet over his head and he'd swing at he it. He looked phenomenal too. Best shape of his life. Can't wait So we should do, we should do an all-time best shape of their life team. Like, Good for I'm definitely. I feel like it's the entire Yankees at one right point now. or another. Yeah, because Luke Voigt also best shape of his life. No, no doubt. Okay, so we we have a first baseman, an outfielder, and a catcher. Yeah, Lemayhu I'd say is probably not life. in the best shape of his life, but that doesn't matter. He's in the same shape of his. life. He's in the same shape of his life. Glaber looks about the same to me. Um, Andujar looks jacked. Urshela looks the same. Guardy looks like he's getting a little bit more of like an old man, like jacked physique every year. Like I feel like he ticked it up. His neck is a, probably another inch wider this year. I, I was just gonna say that. At what point is his neck just gonna become wider than his head? It's gonna happen at some point. It's a matter of if if it catches up to the retirement years or if it's just post retirement. Because I feel mm-hmm. like head's gonna shrink, neck's gonna get larger. Um, Gary looks like the best shape of his life. There's no doubt about that. And uh, Jordan Montgomery, another guy coming in throwing hot, throwing in th- well, throwing ninety. Literally has to be the best shape of his life. His arm is fixed. His arm his is arm fixed. Is Surgically repaired. C- it's maybe not going to get any better than maybe this. Maybe CC is setting the tone for the entire team. CC best shape of his life. I mean, there's no doubt he's in the best shape of his life. The man is jacked, um, and has a great relationship with Jordan Montgomery. I love hearing the stories about that, about these two guys, how they talk, and 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 how he's uh, Montgomery's really looking at CC as a mentor. Like that's a very good guy to latch yourself onto as far as uh, you know pitchers in the major leagues that you can, you know, make you kind of. Not 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 tailor yourself after, but but look at as a potential um, comp for your career, like what you could be. Like physically, they're they're a 
pretty close, right? And now that he's throwing 95, 96 miles per hour, he's getting back up to where CC used well, to be. Uh, but like above where Monty ever was. Oh, way above was, where Monty That was. was the surprising thing. He came out in spring training this year, touching 94 miles an hour. And they're like, oh, what's this? Yeah. <laughs> you used to be a 91 guy. What's going on here? Well, Henry Rowan Gardner action. He's uh, They tightened up the ligaments and now he's throwing 95, 96, looking good. And when you add that uh, control with, with a little bit more heat up in the zone and then you're dropping those hooks like he does, man, that's tough to hit. Tough to hit. And he looked really, really, really good, making people look dumb on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, CeCe was a power pitcher pretty much through 2012, where he didn't have to develop his cutter and his slider more until later in his career. Whereas Montgomery has profiled more as like an Andy Pettit type, where he's going to rely on his fastball and his curveball to change planes and change speeds. So, I mean, of course, like I'm not saying Sabathia is a bad mentor to go to i mean he, he's one of the best you can he's go probably to probably the best fit out there on, especially on this team him and he learned from pettit as well so i mean but from a stylistic standpoint on the mound like they're not similar well they are in the sense that cc transformed himself into what montgomery currently is like that repertoire cc actually did develop it cc's seen both sides of it he's seen it when you have the fastball and he's seen it when you don't have the fastball and when you have to lean on more control and and more of uh, a pitcher's mentality in, in you know just just fooling guys in your with your uh, with your uh, with your speed changes whether if because you can't get to that high zone he had to you know control the speeds a little bit more with uh, with with some of his pitches so I, it's a perfect guy it really is a perfect guy and then also you have Paxson on the on the um, in the rotation as well another lefty uh, obviously he throws harder than than Montgomery but it's nice to have those comps there I like that I like having two lefties in there being able to. Uh, Compare and notes Hap. and Hap three three lefties. God, I forgot mm-hmm. about J Hap. How could you? <laughs> I thought he's I thought he's the comeback pitcher of the he year. He's a Cy Young candidate. Can't wait for him. Is he the best shape of his life? Probably. That's another guy who gets older and just like <clears throat> stays the same. I just realized like the Yankees have like an all bald team with with Gardner Hap. I guess Sabathia was bald. Is that it? Because an all ball team yeah. with two people. No, yeah. you should, I think you should have thought that one through before you said it. <laughs> they just look like th- they just look like thumbs. Yeah. Okay. Two people. Uh, Paxton got the gets the nod for game two, and I like how Boone didn't even announce Cole as the opening day starter. Someone was just like, and and Cole's opening day starter. He's like, well, yeah. Duh. <laughs> I mean, the the paycheck definitely says that he's a uh, he's good man. That's gonna be fun to watch him go out there and and work for the first time in real in real time. So. I'm excited for that. Scherzer versus Cole. I mean, can't get better than that. Yeah. And they haven't announced who's going to be starting after that. I'm thinking maybe because they might just give Tanaka like an extra turn through just to. They, I'm make sure, sure they will. He's cleared. Yeah, I'm sure they will. They, they, I mean, he's throwing sim games. He's throwing, <clears throat> he's throwing, uh, just getting his reps in and, and he's feeling good. So that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. That was talk about avoiding a complete disaster on a personal front from him, man. Just dodging yeah. literally just I mean, it could have been career ending. It was that it was that ugly. So, um, well, we've seen guys get blurred vision. Yeah. I mean, not just like you could break a bone in your in your face. Right. Or, your, or, or like you could I mean, if it hits you in the right spot, you could die. But like guys have gotten hit in the head and then your vision goes blurry for a certain amount of time. And that that will derail something. 
So yeah, he completely died. That's the, the crazy thing when you start thinking about and talking about these head injuries and how different they are per person. I mean, how long did it take Clint Frazier to get through uh, concussion symptoms and all the things that he was doing because it affected him in a different way with the, with the, um, you know, the, the sensitivity to light even and like all, all these different things that, that come at you. Whereas some people, it just doesn't affect them that way. You know, it's for whatever reason, the brain just in their in their body doesn't doesn't uh, get affected the same way so it's just you and you can't look at it it's not like you can it's an arm or you can say oh yeah the or the uh, bone where you said the bone is healed or a ligament is healed you can't can't really look at that it's just a matter of how it makes you feel so um yeah good thing good things there and and hopefully he's able to get back probably i I would say like the second time through third time through you think so i was thinking maybe they're going to push him to the fifth time which would be the second series in philly but you think they might just hold them out until like another turn through. So they would need someone else to step in and start possibly Michael King. I think Michael King would get the first nod because he's already debuted. Whereas Clark Schmidt, I mean, I still think they they're worried about when, when does your clock start? Right. Same with Debbie Garcia. If you can delay starting a guy's service time clock, they're going to do it. Yeah. But this, this is such a, such a an environment that's that's you know pushing you to get every single win uh if you have a guy that's ready to go and looks good feels good they they gotta play him bottom line i think there's a reason michael king started against the mets the other night i mean i i don't disagree with you in the fact that michael king would probably get the nod uh one because he's he's also just kind of that next step up or as far as um you know, Maturity. veteran prowess, if you will. Yeah. But yeah, he's, he's, he's been there. Like they've, they have a familiarity with him a little bit more. So he's debuted in the, he's debuted in the majors yeah. already. Yeah. So I, I think that he would probably be the guy first, but Clark Schmidt's right there. Yeah. I mean, Clark Schmidt is the higher prospect. He's, he, he's, he projects to be a better pitcher than Michael King. Yeah. But, but um, I mean, having both of those guys available to step in and start games, I think, is a huge plus. And that's why I and, think they're not going to rush Tanaka back. They're going to make damn sure that that everything he's doing is, is, you know, the appropriate time um, and, and within, within a good controlled environment and comfortable, you know, making sure he's comfortable every step al- along the way. So they're not going to push it. it. It must be really bizarre. Like say Clark Schmidt makes his first ever major league experience this year. And it's just in front of nobody. That's got to be that, something it's going to happen. Bizarre. Like, no, yeah, I know it's going to happen with either Clark Schmidt or, or somebody in the people in the majors are going to debut across. Yeah. And that's just like something in their wildest dreams. Like they've been thinking about this moment for their whole life. Right. Oh, 50,000 people. there screaming my parents in the stands. Nope. Just sign, just emptiness. Well, that's what they were talking about when they were uh, post game with, um, with Gary Cole, they were talking to him about that. Hey, you know, this is something that you've been waiting for Yankees, you know, your Yankees debut, you're going to be coming in, wearing the pinstripes, you know, eventually at home, wearing the road grays this time, nobody in the stands. He's like, yeah, you know, it's definitely something like I, I it's, it's going to be strange. Like in this Corona world, you know, he had a quote somewhere along those lines, but he just, he understands it for what it is, you know, but also, also to the point that, it doesn't matter. None of that matters right now. We're going out there to compete at the highest level against the opponents. Like that all is exactly the same. So got to get that win and it's going to feel great doing that. So yeah, I, I got to say, I love seeing so far the, um, the combo of him and, and Gary Sanchez. Like, I feel like that was one well, of the, they've been working. They've been working a lot together. Yeah. And that was one thing we were worried about because he had Maldonado as his personal guy. That was something you Houston. were worried about. I was not worried about that. <laughs> 
Well, you know how I feel about personal catchers, yes. so of course I'm going to be worried. But you about also that. you you also spin your mind into the into the fact that like they're going to sign these guys and going to bring on these. That was a real literally rumor. carrying. I don't even know what real rumors are and what fake rumors are because that's the same thing. The well because Romine left and then they Higgy is there, but they're Maldonado was a free agent well, and they were kicking around. Well, yeah, yeah, maybe or Higgy was the job the whole time. And they had, you know, 18, 40 year old catchers on the, on the, on the call list ready to come in. Cause that's what they have now. Krantz. Krantz. Krantz and, and, and Toll. And they, they got like all these guys that are just, you know, hanging out, ready to go. <laughs> they're all, ca- they're all catchers slash, slash coaches. So, you know, in a way, Cole's going to have two first seasons with the Yankees. Yeah. Cause next year will be, yeah, but it won't feel like that. It, no, I think it will. Next because... year. I don't think it will. I think once we get through this year. And it's all said and done. Next year, it'll be nice. It'll be cool. It'll like, we'll, he'll get like a huge ovation because of that. Because he has. Well, that's the thing. That Do you yet? think he'll feel? Like, he'll feel it because the Yankees, the Yankees fans. That's the thing. You sign a contract with the Yankees, then you play in front of those yes. fans. That's the thing. No doubt. And that is you. You you perform. They love you. You fail. They hate you. They're gonna boo you. He will certainly like, identify that's thing. it as a moment where. You know, working this hard, got through the whole thing, depending on how the season goes out. And then you're able to step out onto that mound with, you know, the entire crowd going nuts for you. Because it's going to be the first day, the first home opener in 21 with God knocking on wood. We can all get back into that stadium. I mean, just running out to the field, the place is going to go balls. It's going to go nuts because we haven't seen this. When, When something is taken away from you, and then it's given back to you. It's you cherish it that much more. So yes, of course it's going to. That's going to be like, one I'm getting of the goosebumps thinking about it because it's going to be one of those moments where like, man, it's a it's like a moment of triumph. Like finally, we all got to that point again where we can resume. We are, we might all be in masks. Though. Yeah, hopefully we'll we'll see what it looks like. But um, yeah, yeah, it's well, going to feel different. either way. Either way, sports are coming back. Baseball is back this week, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. And there's no better place to start than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Get in on the action for this week's big UFC fight or check out the odds on NASCAR, Formula One, and the Premier League. If you can't wait for your team to come back, Bet Online has futures odds, including win totals, division winners, and even league championships. Or check out daily simulations of Madden and NBA 2K to watch and wager on. Go visit betonline.ag. Use our promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline is your online wagering experts. Um, Domingo Herman had an interesting weekend. <laughs> Flippity flop. So Friday night, while the Yankees were playing their inter-squad game, he posted on Instagram in Spanish, but the translation said, I've left baseball. Thanks, everyone. And then he made a longer post where he said, some people make history on both sides. I think I did my part at Yankee Stadium. If I, de- if I decided not to come back, I'll be very proud of my 11-year professional career. And 11 years. I didn't realize he's been in baseball for 11 years. God bless everyone who has supported me. So that was Friday. And then the next night, Saturday night, he posted, seemingly written by his agent, to my teammates, the Yankees organization, and our fans, I am very sorry for the upsetting post last night. The past year has been very tough for my family and myself, for which I take full responsibility. Not being with my teammates while they get ready for the season, knowing that I have left them, know that knowing that I have let them down, has taken a toll on me. And last night, my emotions got the best of me. Baseball is my life, and I promise I am not walking away. 
I'm using this time to get stronger, become a better person and father, and I can only hope that I will get to join my teammates once again to make them proud. Thank you to everyone, especially the Yankees organization for their support. Please forgive me for this mistake. So dude just got emotional and said he's quitting baseball on Instagram. Yeah, that's what happens. You have uh, access to social media and you can put something out to the world instead of just like saying it to yourself or writing it down. You say it and hit send and then it's out. As soon as I saw it, I was like, there's there's no way that's real. Obviously, this is an emotional thing. Like something happened or I I don't know. I was expecting you know what I, I was expecting do you know what I feared back immediately. Do you know what I feared? What? That something, something else, happened again? He, did, he, he did something else yeah. and he knew he was going to get busted. And maybe if you get like a double domestic violence suspension or something like that, then I, I just that's that's where my mind went, because I, I here, no, here's, what, here's what bothers me. Here's what's bothering me about this whole thing is that like, just shut up. Just yeah. shut up. Nobody cares about you right now. We don't want to be talking about you. We're coming up on a season. You're an ass. You 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 made a horrible decision. And who knows how many uh, how many times that you know have, things have happened similar to that decision. Just shut up. Get get better. Be a better person. Figure out your personal stuff. Be a nice guy. And then if you come back, then you come back. If you don't, we will not care anyway. It doesn't matter. Like stop trying to put your shit out there. I don't even like the fact that he made all that news throughout the uh, Yankees clubhouse and the reporters were asking. I, I know it's their job. They have to. But it's just a it's it's irritating to me that a guy who is so out of my out of out of sight, out of mind when it comes to this season, because he's not playing in it because of a despicable reason is can just like go top of mind immediately like that. That annoys the hell out of me. Yeah. Yeah. His agent or the Yankees need to say, here's what's best for you. Turn your phone off. And show up spring training 2021 and be a good person. That's the only way you're going to yeah. get one. That's the only way you're going to make this situation better. He technically could come back in the playoffs this right. year. I don't see that. I don't see that happening for a number of reasons. I think it would be bad PR for the Yankees. I really do. For sure. And I think that it's a risk to put a guy who has not faced good competition in a year in a mound in a playoff game. Like they wouldn't do that. No, I don't think so. And I think that. No, I don't think they would do that. I, I don't think it would be a, a scenario where the Yankees could say, "Oh yeah, yeah, let's let's get Domingo Herman back on the on the team in the clubhouse." It doesn't. It's not worth the shitstorm. Say, that, will say that out loud, and then you'll realize how bad of an idea that sounds like when you're talking about him missing an entire season. If we're just talking about stuff on the field, and then you know, with with the things that he's done off the field, just no, thank you. But he can come back on regular schedule in 2021. So it would be asinine for him to retire. He's 27 years old. And as much of an a-hole as we've learned he is, he was a good pitcher. So performance talks, unfortunately, in the sports world. If you can perform on the field, someone's going to pay you. Yeah, no doubt. And and that that being said, like people make bad decisions. People make do bad things. And, you know, they can they their life can rebound. They don't always have to be that bad person. Like there can be, there can be changes that are made. I, I, I am of the ilk of like giving people other chances when they do bad things, but, but God, you, you better, you better really be, uh, you, you better be humbled and, and, and make some like definitive major changes in your life. Um, otherwise, otherwise it means nothing, man. Yeah, it, it was, um, and it was so clearly written by his agent that that Saturday statement. That's fine. I just expect all of them are. Yeah, I know, but 
yeah. Anyway, uh, it was an uh, interesting weekend for Herman. And I guess MLB-wide stuff, A-Rod talked, and anytime A-Rod talks, it seemingly creates buzz. He talked about the economic situation of that? baseball. Why is that? Why does everybody, why do we have to listen to what he says? I honestly don't know. I mean, he's everywhere. Right. That's for one. So just sheer volume, and, just like just yeah, he's scattered everywhere. He's he's ESPN. He does the Fox. He's on CNBC. He's dating J Lo. He's interested in buying the Mets. Like he's literally omnipresent <laughs> by design. Yeah, of course yeah. by design. Yeah. So he does something. He pops and it's out just of the like, oh, out of the Fenway wall in, in one of the in one of the holes. That picture's well, so I, dumb. I found it kind of funny how the headlines for this were. Because the ESPN story says Mets bitter Alex Rodriguez. So I'm like, oh, now Alex Rodriguez is identified as the Mets bitter, not ex-Major League Baseball star, ex-Yankee star, highest paid Major League Baseball player ever. No, no, no. He's the Mets bitter. Well, now. because that those are old storylines that nobody cares about. Now he's in the news for buying a team. That's interesting because everybody already knows the other things about him. And the fact know, that he's I talking know. about you know, the fact, like you said, highest paid player, ridiculous contracts, but now talking about controlling the salaries of said mid, uh, of the major league players. No, I never shed salary cap. <laughs> he never said salary cap, but he did say that baseball, the reality of today is that the two sides don't agree and baseball has lost market share to NFL and NBA. And his genius plan is the number one goal. Let's go from 10 to 15 billion and split the economics evenly. That's what he says needs to happen for the two sides to agree and take the ne- next step forward to build baseball to the national and world audience and, and compete with NFL and NBA. And that got some backlash because the Players Association considers splitting total economic revenue as a salary cap. And A-Rod made $500 million in contracts playing baseball because there is no salary cap. And the Texas Rangers and the New York Yankees were able to give him twenty-five to thirty million dollar a year contracts. Yeah, the guy. I feel like Arod just says outlandish numbers just to be like, "Oh, from fifteen billion dollars." He's like one of those guys who just throws out huge numbers to sound like he one yeah, billion dollars. Like what he's talking about? Like, let's just take fifty percent of that ten billion number and add it to the top and call it fifteen billion dollars and say everything is good. We should strive to that. So then, at when we get to that point. We can all share in the wealth. It's just, he just says things to say things. It's really funny. And this, A-Rod's not the only guy to do this because Mark Teixeira said it too back in the early, um, when baseball just shut down and the two sides weren't agreeing. Teixeira's like, oh, I'd pay, I'd play for nothing for the love of the game. Well, no, actually you played for $200 million, Mark Teixeira. Right. Shut up. Yeah. And while you were it's- playing would not be in the situation talking <laughs> the same way. So it's so funny how these guys flip-flop so quickly once they go from player to retired player trying to get into a position of either management or ownership or media or something or media, yeah. the shoe is always on the other foot when it's like, oh, well, it, you know, this is how I definitely would have felt when I was a player. No, that's not how you felt at all, dude. But that's the thing. Like everybody, everybody has an agenda. We need to understand that as people in the society of this world, every single person who's talking has an agenda and whether, whether they're you know, it, depending on their situation in life, if they're playing baseball currently, bam, agenda, get as much money as I possibly can, stay in the field, put bet, put uh, great numbers up so that I can make as much money and, you know, and, and, and ask for more every single time. 
now that you're on the other side of it and you have to pay players or you have to analyze players, you could be the contrarian. You could say the opposite. You could start talking about, oh, you should be doing this because I played for the love of the game because you're not in those shoes anymore. So you don't have to talk about the talking points that you had then. You talk about whichever ones you want to that are now constructive to your agenda. It's just, that's just the way it is. So people uh, evolve in that sense because their mm. their lives are changing. And, and of course you learn, I mean, not even you so much you're learning. Life, you just you have life experience. You have different life experiences. Well, that, you're at a different point. Yeah, that 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 will help you um, get some just different different takes on situations. But but also more to the point that they're just in a different situation now with their jobs. Mm-hmm. Like they have different agendas because their jobs need to be moved forward, or they need to be putting their them themselves on a higher pedestal by playing the game. Um, and when, when I say the, the thing- game, quote unquote, the game, not not playing any like actual real game, but like, you know, the game to get higher up in the, in the pecking order of media analysts or, uh, you know, on the list of what uh, set, you know, whatever group is purchasing the next team. Trying, yeah. Trying to get the Mets ownership. The ironic thing is he might not be wrong. What the salary cap thing or the $15 the, billion dollar sharing? No, no. The economic, the, the best economic system for baseball might be a revenue split. It, that might be the best to, to so we don't have a pissing match every five years when a new CBA is negotiated and one side threatens strike, one side threatens lockout, and we have this back and forth like we had in April and May and June. That was that was bad look for baseball. NBA does a revenue split, and they have far fewer labor negotiations and labor strife, at least publicly, than baseball does. And their contracts are out of this world. Their contracts. I mean, the eighth guy. The, the third, fourth guy on the bench is getting paid stupid money. Yeah, and it's not apples to apples because there's fewer players on the NBA roster than there are on the on a baseball roster. So I get it. But I don't know that the current baseball economic system is sustainable. I, it's not sustainable. It's also different in the sense that baseball has a full minor league system. You have to play for four to five years in that system to even sniff being in the professional leagues and then you have to play you know x amount of years in uh on a on a rookie contract essentially to get into arbitration levels so that you could potentially get paid you're looking at probably minimum like eight years of of playing baseball before you're even allowed to get a contract so there's there's a there's a, a gap there that's so significant whereas you're coming out of the nfl you're coming out of the nba or you're coming into the nba you're 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 getting much closer to being a contract uh, because there's no minor leagues. I mean, there are, but they're not for the superstar players. They're they're um, same with football. Like you're playing immediately. You're making an impact on the professional team immediately. Baseball is not that. It's different. So I don't know how you can compare all of them the same way in the way that they get paid because the oh. process to get there as well is very different. I mean, look how long Gary Sanchez played before he even sniffed the major leagues. He was like, in the womb when they signed him <laughs> and we had been hearing about him for 25 years and he came up and he was 17. I was like, how is that not possible? <laughs> um, no, it, you're right. But also they compare them because they're the four major sports. He's one of, yeah. they're one of the four major sports. So it's easily comparable. Right. I get that. Um, I think if you're comparing like professional sports, as far as the way that they're, they progress up and the, the popularity is not on parallel, but Hockey, a lot of these guys, some of them play immediately, but they, there is a system where they can come up through. And, and hockey has a cap. Hockey has a cap, but but again, a lot of them, a lot the of money them, in a hockey lot of them play is immediately not, too, though. But the money is not 
ludicrous in hockey like it is in baseball. And and the the thing with baseball money is it's so top heavy. And we learned that when there was all these uh, different things for the player pool money and how the top guys were going to get the most. Um, remember one of the original proposals was the top guys the get hit the most, yeah. the percentages. And and you realize like, well, it's really the top 1% who are earning the $25 million plus, And then everyone else is earning, in comparison, peanuts. Right. So it's lopsided. Yeah, no. It's not as lopsided in other sports because you're talking about fourth guy on the bench making $5 million. But again, the reason why it's so lopsided, because for for the for as long as, I guess, baseball has been around, guys are getting paid for what they've done. They're getting paid for what their career has it's not been. What, it's not what you will do. Because of the setup. It's, it's, yeah. It's ass backwards. It's ass backwards. It's not. Right. Whereas the NFL took that to an extreme and com- tried to do the, you know, where they give the the money, the high um, signing bonuses to all of the draft picks where, you know, the guys that were getting drafted top five quarterbacks were getting paid more than guys that have been playing for 10 years. Like that was an extreme example of the other side of it. There needs to be a medium where they, but again, it's all about the arbitration process. The arbitration process is what's broken and why this whole thing is screwed up in the first place, in my opinion. And another thing that's broken is minor leaguers making dog shit. Yes, because there's so many of them. I mean, and the and who owns those teams? And it's just not it's not all seamless. No, but and I don't know how I don't know if they would ever agree to this, but the money does not trickle down to the minor leaguers. No, but it should, and they should be making living wages. I'm not saying they should be making millions of dollars or even hundreds of thousands of dollars, but they should be making living wages for the hours that they're working. So you're not in such a dire situation if you're, unless you're a top draft pick. If you're if you're a, a 19th round draft pick and you're working your way through the minors, you probably signed a a ten thousand dollar or twenty thousand dollar signing bonus. That doesn't get you very far. And then you're making like six dollars an hour when you average it out in the minor leagues, busting your ass trying to make it to the majors. And then by the time you reach arbitration, you got curly haired Randy Levine telling you you didn't get enough saves. So what about? So we know that there's affiliations with minor leagues, right? They're in, a lot. They're independently owned franchises that have affiliations with major league teams. Why why would it fix the problem to to more I don't even know how we got on this conversation honestly but <laughs> it's a rabbit hole. The if if the Yankees owned if they owned Scranton, if they owned Trenton, if they owned Tampa, if they owned these organizations all the way top to bottom, all the way through, it was property of the New York Yankees, the entire organization from ticket sales to everything. The whole thing was run by that team. Do you think then we would see a, a a better product because I think guys would get paid more. I don't understand how that would fix anything. I mean, the team's Scranton is owned by whoever. Right. But but they don't the have Yankees, the dollars of the professional team is my point. But the Yankees are paying the salaries of these minor leaguers. I know, but if they're controlling every aspect of, of things, if they're controlling the gates, if they're controlling like a lot more stuff, I would think that the revenue would be able to They'd be able to tick up the revenue a little bit. They'd be able to control. Well, if you're saying more. maybe if, if under A Rod's you know plan or the economic split plan, then that money is totally pooled and and distributed evenly throughout the minor league organizations. Maybe. Yeah, there would. But I'm saying if they were owned, to me there could be more things done from that team that that allows money to be dis- yeah, dispersed. Yeah, but I don't think the Yankees. I don't think the Yankees want to own no, they Scranton don't. and Trenton no, they and, don't. and Staten Island. Yeah, yeah. They don't want to own these oh, things. Oh, no, I don't think it's a realistic thing by any means. The, the reason it's set up is is for a reason. It's it's hard to do that. But 
I part think of you the, need part to, of the because it's so fragmented. I think is part of the the reason why they're not getting paid as much too. I think you. I don't know why minor league players are not included in the players association, or maybe there needs to be a minor league baseball players association to set up funds for these guys so they're not just getting absolutely screwed. There's just so many of them. That's the thing. There's so many. And and they've talked about cutting, and that got backlash. It's like, well, it's a, it's like you damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. Are we going to cut them and pay them more? Probably not, because that's never going to be the solution. The other thing but is, in theory, like, you could. The major- if there's fewer, the majority you could pay of these more. guys have no chance to get to the major leagues. No chance. Right. But you need bodies. You need warm bodies, so the guys who will go to the major leagues can play and get their reps. Yes, and are challenged. Yes. It's not an easy solution. No, because you and I are far too dumb to figure it out. It would be fixed by now. But but what I can tell you, I'm not too dumb to realize that the current economic setup is not sustainable. I think we've learned that. Have we not? Yes, we have learned that. I think it's going to be scaled back. I think that's where where this is going to be going. And people are going to be in uproar because it's going to hurt local communities. Um, But they just can't. A lot of these, I, I will not be surprised. In fact, I will expect a large percentage of minor league teams not being around in 2021. I think we're going to have a big, oh yeah, big, big, this is gonna, it's, it's I mean, going to, it's going to roll downhill and like, there's no revenue coming in. I know that a lot of these minor league teams are trying to like be creative. They're having like high school tournaments and like things like that, but yeah, you just can't, um, unless there's a, unless you're well backed or unless there's a, you know, a fund. I mean, the margins were it. probably so narrow as they, yeah, as is tiny. like in a normal year that, it's just like anything else that we've been seeing, especially like the service industry and the restaurant industry has just been completely Decimated. crushed yeah. through all this. Yep. And so many restaurants and stuff were operating at such narrow margins when it was business as usual. And then you cut out six months of business. You can't survive. It's impossible. Right. And it almost becomes a point where like, is it even worth it to try? <clears throat> right. Because then it's going to take um, you down a path of, of like, just being, you know, hitched on every every single dollar that comes in and and on on thin ice the entire time. So, yeah, man, it's it's not a great situation, but um, but but at least we're playing baseball on the major league level. That's that's happening this week, this week. And I feel look, I feel, I feel, I feel like a, a surge of energy because of it. Like watching this weekend definitely was something that was awesome. It, it, it took a little bit to get back into the flow and actually like believing that some of this stuff was coming back. But when you see those guys out there doing the things that they normally do and try and making it look as normal as we can possibly make it look and just hearing what they're saying, they all feel it. They all feel that this season is a big deal. And um, I think, I think that's, that's going to translate, man. It's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be a 60 game sprint. It's going to be exciting. Something we've never seen before. And I'm excited to see what it looks like throughout this whole process. Cause I feel like we're going to feel that intensity a lot more this year. Do you, so when the 60 game schedule was first announced, there was all the people who were saying, oh, it's not a real season. It's 162 or bust or at least get half a season. I feel like those people have died down, though, at least in as far as the chirping goes. I just I don't think they they were just people that wanted to get their voices heard. Like, it doesn't matter. It is what it is. This season will always be an outlier because of the situation. <clears throat> so whether they played 60 games or 100 games or 90 games or 50 games. I don't think it matters. The season in the regular season is going to be shortened. They're going to have a playoff. There's going to be a winner. And that winner will be deemed the World Series champion of 2000. What year is it? 20. And it will be different. It will always just feel different because we know what happened this year. We've, we've talked about how history is going to look back on this. I, I don't know. That's that's to be to be determined. But 
it's going to feel different. It's going to be different. Well, that, that's for damn sure. And that's just like, um, let's, that's fine. It is what it is. So and the, someone's going to win at the end of the day. And that's, that's well, not going to, hopefully we, hopefully we get to the finish line yeah, because fine. I'm not even like going down my, the, the mental side of, of them not finishing. Cause if that happens, it happens. But if it doesn't, this thing, someone's going to come out as a winner and that person will be deemed champion of this year. So yeah, it's going to feel <laughs> like a championship. Yeah. Just because they got to the starting line doesn't mean that it's, it's okay. Now we're going to have a full baseball season. Like the hard, they got over, they got over the first obstacle, getting everybody into camp, testing them, making sure you quarantine the players who are infected, trying to get results back as quick as possible. But now the travel starts. Traveling will be the the big deal. Yes. That's the next hurdle is when flights start happening up and down the coasts and and in intercities and staying in hotels and making sure you have to trust these players and these coaching staffs and everybody involved. Follow the rules. Just follow the damn rules. Yep. But that being said, Thursday's happening. Games are happening. (laughs) And I'm very Uh, excited about this. One last quick bit of news is about the 2021 vesting options. And Jay Happ is one of those guys that he needed to reach a certain number of starts or innings in order to get his option picked up for 2021. For most players, they are going to be on a prorated basis on a 60-game schedule. So Andrew Miller, for example, needed 37 appearances for his option to be picked up. Now he only needs 14. Jay Happ, among a few other guys, are excluded from this, where his contract is not going to be in this prorated basis. So the Yankees and him will have to come to an agreement for next year, or it'll be sent to an arbiter. It was he needed to make 27 starts or throw 165 innings, but that's no longer the case. And it's just going to be him and the Yankees are going to need to agree on something for next year. I don't know if there's a deadline, though. I did not see a deadline for that. This makes a lot of sense. The fact that they didn't just deem it as a a, just a, a, a normal proration because you have that many innings that you have to throw and that many starts like it's just going to be unrealistic or it's going to look strange in this in this new season of, you know, manipulating that or trying to get to that point. It's just, it doesn't feel like it's a possibility. So, uh, you know, even if he got to it, like well, he would only really need matter. 10, he would only need 10 starts. Yeah. So it doesn't, it's, it's just a strange, it's a strange thing to do uh, for the season. So I'm glad they did this. I'm glad they got rid of that because it's just too short of a season, honestly, for them to be counting. Uh, like cause you're counting practically like every game now counts every single start. He's going to go out there. If he's injured, he's going to go out there. If he's not feeling well, they're going to pull him if it's close. Like there's going to be so many dumb things that happen. I'm glad that they got rid of it and just said, we'll figure it out later. Cause that makes well, the I baseball think, better in my opinion. I think this is going to end up going to an arbiter because Fine. I don't think the Yankees want to pay him 17 mil for next no, year. No, they don't. And I doubt he's going to say, okay, yeah, I'll just take 9 million, you know? So it's going to an arbiter. Probably. And they're going to realize that this is going to cases like this with older guys who have vesting options that are now being Push, kick down the road, essentially, they're going to get less money. There's no doubt about it. They're going to get less money because they're going to, because, because teams are not going to um, come to an agreement that's probably going to be realistic in their opinion. So however this arbiter goes about it, they will set a precedent because there is no precedent for what we're looking at right now. But I'm glad, uh, that being said, I'm glad they're kicking it down the road because I don't want this to be a storyline throughout the season for any player on any team, really. It shouldn't be. Let's just play this season for what it is. Go on the field, play it, figure the other stuff out when when baseball is no longer, uh, you know, on, you know, pl- being played. I think that was the right thing to do. 
And you could also probably fudge this easier in, Bo- in both games. ways. In both ways. Like I said, he yeah. could go out there if he's hurt and not tell anybody. You think he's going to yeah. disclose all of his injuries if he only has to get 10 starts and then $17 yeah. million dollars is on the line? No, he's not. Yeah. It's not a good yeah, situation the, for anybody. And the Yankees could easily, you know, he's at he's sitting at nine starts in the last week of the season. The Yankees because no, we're saving him for the playoffs. Something, you know, I I, yeah. I don't know what that what that scenario will look like, but it will be manipulated and it will be a a, a storyline. And people on both sides of the fence or one side of the fence will be unhappy about this. So yeah, you don't want that situation to happen because it will come up. And there's just so many different ways that that thing could play out. I'm glad they kicked it down the road. I think it was the right thing to do. Anything else? You're excited for Thursday. I think I think I'm excited for Thursday too. Think, last you, week I, I think I'm excited. I think I'm excited. Well, no, because you remember how we ended last week. You were yeah, like, I said, just, get, just excited. get excited. Just change your mind. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I wasn't excited about the inter squad. I know. I think that was it. It was the bogus camera angles. It was the behind it was like old school watching an old school baseball game from the 1950s. The camera's only behind the behind home plate or whatever. It's like out out in like some weird angle out in left center field. Yeah. Real camera angles. Real competition. I don't, I'm not cr- I'm not crazy about the the cardboard cutouts. Get over it. And that 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 was silliness. Get over it. If the Yankees do that, are we going to do one? I'll throw some cash down. Why not? I don't know how much the Mets charged. I I saw it was I saw something around a hundred bucks maybe ish. I don't know. I think the uh, I, I saw the Oakland Athletics did it and it was more than that, and they were donating parts of the. They were donating the money though. Some of the money, whatever that percentage is, part of the proceeds. Yes. <laughs> Imagine if the Yankees charged extra for the legend seats, but then they're like, you, you can go up in section 205 for 10 bucks. This might be an opportunity for everybody. You can have your cardboard cut out in section 205. That'd be great. This um, Hope for a home run up there. Yeah. This this could be an opportunity for people to sit in legends and for, that, and for them to, to be able to behave in an appropriate manner. Deemed I would request the front office. I would request George's box. I would request 205. Because I'm a man of the people, and I'm, uh, that is what. And I hope it would be a very sunny day. And I don't want the I don't want the shadows. I want the dead sunlight. <laughs> give me because you rub, rub some sunscreen on my. Give forehead, me the UV yeah, protected poster board. Nice. All right. Anything else? Now we got some previews coming up too. We're talking to the American League yep. East teams. Uh, that's coming up. We're gonna refresh refresh the American League yep. East. We did them before the season got shut down. We're gonna refresh them, see what happened over the last couple of months, and then also since they're playing the NL East, we're gonna try and talk to all the NL East team, a member, you know, a beat writer or a podcast host or something like that from all the all the guys. So those uh, will come out over the next one to three weeks, I think, as we yeah as we start as they start playing those teams. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, we'll, we'll sprinkle them in as we go. They won't probably be on our regular day. But season's coming back. That means we're going to start hearing us Mondays and Thursdays um, back on our back on our regular schedule, right? Back to your yeah. tuned programming. And I think that also means a brief history is going to be less frequent. On, yeah, it'll be a little bit of a hiatus, but that's fine. You did a hell of a job. Much applause. I'm standing O for you, uh, you know, knocking those out and and uh, and and giving the people some really good history lessons because they were awesome. So people who might be joining who have not been listening to the podcast over the past few months because there's been no sports, I've been doing every Friday a brief history lesson on a variety of different baseball topics. For example, the most recent one was Babe Ruth's bellyache heard around the world. 1925, he got a stomachache and the entire sports world shut down because he got a stomachache. So um, go check that out. They're usually between 10 and 30 minutes. I think the longest one I did was Yankee Stadium. It was like 40 minutes. But um, Majority of them are between 15 and 20, or around that 20 mark was the, was the 
You can, um, they're evergreen, obviously, since some of them are from something that happened a hundred years ago. So uh, check those out. Would really appreciate it. And I think it's going to be something we're doing more of, but, um, you know, off season type type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be something we get into for sure. Um, but yeah, right, I'm, ba- I'm excited to get back into a cadence that we can talk about the things on the field and, and really start getting uh, into the season and all of those things. So it's exciting. I'm glad we all got here. We all got here. We all got here. We all got here together. We all did this. We got baseball coming up. Let's go. All right. We'll talk to you. So what are we doing? What are we doing? Putting you on the spot. Oh, yeah. What are we doing? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we'll talk. Do you want to? It doesn't really make sense to record before Thursday's game. Yeah, maybe we'll give a, a little preview of what's happening when we get some. Ro- we, we see the final roster. We see all that. We see everything uh, that's happening. Well, hopefully, we're going to have that Nationals preview. Yeah. Maybe for Thursday Still morning. Still scheduling. And then, and then maybe uh, you and I jump on after the first game for, for a quick, quick recap. Yeah. 10, 20 minute recap of game one. We'll see what happens. We'll get something out there. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you guys at some point. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.